Hello and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen to this message, it helps you grow closer to God and inspires you to live like Jesus. Thanks for listening. Here's the message. Happy Mother's Day to all you mamas out there. Um, I'm excited to speak to you this morning. Um, I feel like I got something pretty special um, that's ready and to... um I feel like that God has really laid on not only my heart, but I'm going to have some help in a, mirror, in a minute from some other mamas, and I'm just excited for what God's going to do. And you know, <clears throat> I'm kind of, it's kind of interesting to me that I haven't actually spoke on what I'm going to speak about to you um, until now. Um, if, you have, if you know me well, or if you've even been on our women's team at all, this is something that I've talked about a lot. This is something that I really desire um, more of, not only just in our church, but just in America in general. Um, and so after the last couple of weeks, Pastor Chad has actually been speaking on um, discipleship and the importance of discipleship. And so, I don't know, it was like, this is kind of that perfect time for me to kind of just speak on this as well. It'll just kind of like back up everything that he has taught us. So today I want to talk to you. My title is, I See You. And I'll kind of get to the title of this in just a minute. But I want to talk to you about the Titus 2 woman. Now, all you men just totally went zoop, and now you think you can totally tone me out the rest of the service. You cannot. You need to be listening up, all right? (laughs) But Titus 2 woman, and some of you may be thinking, okay, I think I know where she's going with the Titus 2 woman. Some of you might be saying, okay, what does a Titus 2 woman mean? And then some of you might be going to Titus, what? But that's okay too. So we're going to explain this. But before I do, Um, I kind of want to explain to you what my heart is or why I have this passion for a Titus II woman before I actually talk about it first. And part of the reason is, um, you know, I work with a lot of women, not a lot, but I work with women. And also as a woman who has, um, I've planned a lot of women's events over the years. Um, As a lead pastor's wife, I've had a lot of conversations, like deep conversations with women. And guess what? I'm a woman. So with those, you know, it kind of has really made me realize that there's like a lack. um, There's a concern, right? But there's also a need for our women today. Right, and see some of these conversations that I've had with my with women, I really can hear a lot of frustrations. I hear um, anxiety. I hear exhaustion, <laughs> and I hear a little bit because I feel like women are just a little bit discouraged, um, maybe disappointed with maybe where life is, or maybe it's not exactly the way they planned. It's not what they thought. But I think some of them, too, start feeling a little bit discouraged in the fact of like, man, I'm just not cutting it, not doing this well. So for me, what I believe some of the reason in this is because I feel like some of us are a little um, disoriented about maybe who God really is or who we truly are as women through God's eyes, like who we are in Christ. But I also kind of believe a little bit is we really are a little confused as what our calling is as women. What is our calling? And I think sometimes we can really put a lot of pressures on ourselves as women, as wives, as mothers. And you know, I find it interesting, isn't it telling that our culture, right? Listen, they require a lot of training or certificates, right, for a lot of trades in life. However, when it comes to marriage and motherhood, there's really not much instruction, right? But I am so thankful that God did not let us just fend for ourselves in this, right? 
You see, God gave us scripture to help us along the way. There is where we find our Titus 2 woman. So I'm going to have one scripture. Our media team loves me today when I was typing up my thing. I have two slides for them. <laughs> they were like, this is the best message ever. <laughs> so hey, two slides today. I'm basing everything off one scripture today. So Titus 2, 3 through 5, and this is where we are. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live. Not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands, love their children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands. Listen, no matter if you are a grandma or a student in this room, this scripture is for you. Now, let me preference something, though. You do not have to be old for this scripture. Nowhere in anywhere does the scripture have an age put on it. You see, you could be 80, you could be 40, or you could be 20 in this room. Listen, you know somebody that is younger than you, and it is our job to help teach the younger generation. It is our job. You see, we are to help other women walk through stages of life that we ourselves have already been through. It's biblical. So you see, as a Titus II woman, it is our job to teach a younger woman, listen, how to love her husband, how to love her children, how to be self-controlled, how to be pure, how to be busy at home, how to be submissive, that's a big word, how to be kind. And I could be here for like eight weeks talking about each one of these topics because how many know these are not easy tasks? This is not something that you just know automatically, like this is something that you gotta work at, right? But I don't have time and we're not gonna go through this today, so it's okay. But I'm just encouraging you, you guys, we have a job. And you see, as a Titus 2 woman, listen, we don't have to have the giftings of a teacher. We don't have to, have to be a Bible scholar, but instead, you know what? Listen, we are to be reverent, but we are to teach what is good and to train the younger generation. And if you're anything like me, listen, I've had conversations with God. God, I can hardly get my own life together. How in the world am I supposed to teach somebody else with theirs, right? This is the deal. You see, I gave my heart and Je- I gave my heart and life to Jesus, right? And a daily, 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 this is a huge word that I use, but a daily, daily thing I have to do is build my relationship with Christ. And see, ultimately, my direction comes from God. But it is also up to me, listen, to find someone to help me and give me godly counsel, right? And to help train me and kind of guide me in that direction. Listen, we don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. But it is our job to be able to listen, get that training from someone else, but it is also my responsibility to then pass that on to the next generation as well. You see, I longed for a Titus II woman in my life when I was younger. I longed for this. And I have an amazing mom. I have an amazing mother in love that sits here on the, on the front row. They are like wonderful women in my life. And can I just stress for just a second, mamas, if you have a daughter, it is your job to train her Teach her how to love her husband and how to love her kids. And maybe you're not perfect at this yourself, but listen, we're all learning as we go. You need to help her. How is it that she keeps her home? How is she to be kind, right, and to be submissive? It is your job to teach your daughter that. My mom did that for me, and I have a great role model. She taught me those things. 
early. And I'm blessed, I'm very blessed to know that I have a mom and I have a mother-in-law both who would be there for me in a heartbeat if I just ask. But if I'm honest, I will be honest, I had seasons in my life that I really wasn't able to just kind of lean in on them on a daily basis. We had several seasons and years where we lived hundreds of miles away from them. And I remember going through different situations, you know, in, in my life that I was kind of uncomfortable to go to them and talk to them about nothing with them, but maybe I was a little like, I don't know, embarrassed maybe for maybe situations that I was walking through, or maybe I didn't want like a biased opinion because I know they were always going to have my back, right? But there were times, man, as a teenager even, as I would be, I kind of struggled a little bit being raised as a preacher's kid, just kind of those Christian rules and those expectations that were placed on me. And as I continued to get a little bit older in life and through those early seasons of life and just thinking that I knew everything, right? (laughs) But I was searching to try to figure out where my identity came from and I would have loved to have a little bit of guidance. But you see, as I got older and I grew up, right, I became a wife, and I became a mother. And if any of you know our story well, we have an interesting story. I became a wife and a mom way before any of my friends did. And I became a part of a situation that I had nobody to help guide me through. There were times that I was just lost. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to parent. I'm like, I'm failing at all of this. Somebody help me. Oh my goodness. I would have longed to have had a Titus II woman in my life that could have guided me through some of that. An older lady that had experience, but this is the thing, a godly woman who would have just encouraged me and let me know that I was like not failing at every time I would turn around, right? To have that mama or somebody that would come along me and to grab my hands and just pray over me, I would have longed to have had that. Man, marriage is tough. Raising kiddos can be exhausting, And you know what? We do think sometimes that we got it all together and we're smart enough and strong enough. But listen, we are not. Can anybody else relate to that? (laughs) I was clueless. (laughs) Listen, life will throw us a lot of things. And I have learned a lot over the years. But I will say that I really wanted someone just through those seasons of my life to hold my hand through those long days, months, or years. I've learned a lot. But I'm so thankful to say that I have friendships in my life now that I can lean on. I have women in my life that, that I can go to and they will, they will help me and they inspire me. But I also have relationships in my life that will help correct me if I get off a step. But I'm also thankful that I now have women that are older than I am, that they encourage me and they pray with me and they will guide me. And can I just say for just a second, I want to encourage the single woman that's in here. And listen, if marriage and motherhood is anything in your future, if it's something that you want, can I just, can I, can I encourage you to prepare for that profession now? Begin to know what it is. Look into how you want to be a mother or to be a wife. Prepare now. Don't wait. But listen, if you remain single and you may not have personal experience as a, as a wife or a mother, can I just encourage you for a minute that you do have something that holds truth and it's called the word of God and you can still be a light to the younger generation? It is your job to train the younger generation. You see, our years have given us knowledge. They've given us insight. And as Christian women, listen, we have the secrets of godly wisdom 
in relation to, to help other women and how to be a mom and how to become a woman and, and how to become a wife. We have that, and we can then help others with this. Elizabeth Elliot states this, It would help younger women to know there are few listening ears when they don't know what to do with an uncommunicative husband, a 25-pound turkey, or even a two-year-old tantrum. <laughs> Listen, it's about the day-to-day things. It's about being there for them seven days a week. It's not just about all of the godly things. Man, I had no idea about a 25-pound turkey, y'all. Somebody had to show me, all right? It's about some of those smaller things in life. We need to teach the younger generation. And what's crazy is we live in a society where most of the time, if we don't know how to do these things, they make us feel bad. Like, they make us feel like, oh my gosh, you're just a terrible person. How dare your teenage kid be going through something? And you feel terrible. Or you feel terrible that your two-year-old is throwing a, a tantrum in the middle of the floor. You know, our culture makes us feel bad. Or they make us feel bad if, if there's something, you know, wrong with your marriage. Listen, we need each other. We need each other. God told us life wasn't going to be perfect, right? God told us that there's going to be situations that we go through. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. We all need one another. Bible specifically talks about one another through whole scripture. It says to pray for one another, encourage one another, be there for one another, right? It's about one another. And I want to stop for just a second for all the men out there who thinks I'm just talking to the women. You see, if you want to get your Bible out, you can look at Titus 2 too, and you will see that there is instructions for you to be a Titus 2 man. It is directed at you as well. Men and women, we are to teach and train the younger generations. And I want to encourage you. Maybe you're sitting out there and you're like, man, I just want somebody like that in my life. Give me two. Sign me up. I need somebody to guide me through this crazy thing through life, right? Can I just encourage you for something and for just a minute? Like, pray about, pray about it. Like, God, send me somebody in my life that, that would be this for me. Pray for, pray for this. Listen, Maybe there is somebody that's already in your life. Maybe you look up to them, somebody that you respect. But pray, God, just send me somebody my way. Maybe somebody that's one to two steps ahead of you in life. It could be somebody in this church. It could be a family, um, like a dear family friend that's there. But I want to encourage you with these words, and this might be scary, but why don't you ask? You get the courage and ask someone, hey, Will you be my mentor? Will you be my discipler? And I know that that sounds crazy. Maybe and you're like, I don't know if I can do that. Listen, it's going to be kind of awkward for women to go up to you and say, girl, you are a mess. I think you need some help. Can I be your mentor? It's a little awkward for people to do that because let's be honest, if somebody did that to us, we would probably be a little offended. <laughs> All right. So go to someone and ask them. And then between the two of you, you can actually work out what does that look like for the two of you? Maybe it's just going to get coffee once a month and it's somebody that you can just like throw up on and be like, this is what's happening in my life. You need somebody that will really talk to you. But listen to me, you need godly counsel, not somebody that's just going to be like, girl, mm -mm. you don't want somebody that's just going to agree with you on everything. You need somebody who's going to lead, guide, and direct you a biblical way. But on the turnaround, this does not mean that we all just sit back and wait for someone to ask us to mentor. That does not mean that you just kind of hold off. No, listen, it is important for you ladies out there 
Talk to the, some of the younger generations. Just let them know that you're praying for them. Maybe you can share your story and they'll find some common ground that's there. But this is probably the biggest thing that I would tell you is live it. Live it. And for you men and women out there, including myself, no matter what, it's important for every, every single one of us to realize our lifestyle speaks louder to those around us. Our conduct has direct influence on what people think about Jesus. Listen, the world doesn't judge us by our theology. They judge us by our behavior. And a lot of times people don't necessarily care about what you believe. Really, what they want to see is that what you believe makes a difference in your life. So you see, our actions actually bring honor to God, or it can misinterpret his truth. Your life speaks volumes. I'm asking going to go ahead and ask the ladies to come on up that are help, helping me. And as they're coming up, I'm going to share a story with you. So try to listen to me and not look at them. I know it's distracting, but... So this story I want to tell you, it's about two women. We're going to call them Beth and Jenny. Beth was just an absolute hot mess. She was clueless about life. Her life was pretty discouraging. She felt defeated and hopeless. But over the years, there was another lady that was in and out of her life, and her name was Jenny. She didn't know Jenny very well, but she knew that from stories that Jenny kind of had a rough past, but Jenny always had a smile, and there was hope in her eyes. There was something different about Jenny. You see, over the years, Jenny started to invite Beth to church, but always Beth had an excuse, but Jenny never stopped. And one day... Beth finally reached out to Jenny and said, I need you. Beth told her story to Jenny. Jenny nodded and smiled. And what she said was, I see you. God sees you. You are important. You are not alone. Beth gave her heart to Jesus that night, and it changed her life. You see, in this moment, I see a Titus II woman. Because even though things were happening in Jenny's own life, she stopped and she saw the one. She stopped and she never let the rejection stop her from continuing to be there and to ask. So can I ask you, how often do you look up from your own crazy life? How often do you notice the people around you? Can I ask you, who is it that you're encouraging? Who is it that you're discipling? But who's encouraging you and discipling you? So to all of you women that are out there, I just want to say, I see you and God sees you. I see your hard work. I see your tears. But more importantly, I see a passion inside of you to be the best daughter and friend and wife and mother you could be. Listen, I see you. God sees you. You are important. You are not alone. I'm already crying, so I brought my tissues. <laughs> to the woman who is longing to be a mother, I see you. I haven't walked this road for an extended period of time, but I see you. I see you crying out to the Lord, asking for the desire of your heart. 
I see your arms aching to hold a baby and wrestling with the fear of what is or isn't to come. I see you dealing with losses, disappointment, and doubt. I see you celebrating the women around you, all while wondering when it's your turn. I see you, and the Lord sees you too. He has not abandoned you or forsaken you. When your fear or doubts start to lead the way, remember that. Remember to put your full trust in him and that he's holding you every step of the way. I see you. To the pregnant mom, I see you. Boy, do I see you. (laughs) I see you always knowing where the closest restroom is for one reason or another. I see you handing the Lord your doubts and your fears daily, trusting that your baby is healthy. I see you pushing through the aches and pains of carrying their baby. I see your excitement to mother this gift of a child. I see you daydreaming about what he or she may look like and what his or her hair or eye color may be. I see see you trusting your body to do the work in the way that it was created to do and also trusting that the Lord will fill in the gaps. Even now, while this baby is growing in your belly, learn the act of surrendering. Trust that the Lord has made you for such a time as this and is preparing you to mother this child. I see you. To the mom with babies and little ones, I see you. I see the late nights and the early mornings. I see how hard you work to feed your baby. I see the dirty diapers, the sleep regressions, and the never-ending laundry. I see you reminiscing over the birth of your baby, or maybe even carrying the disappointment that things didn't go the way that you had hoped. I see your smile as your child learns to roll over, sit, crawl, walk, and run. I see you watching your toddler hitting milestones and hitting people too. (laughs) I see your wide eyes as he or she gives you sass for the first time. I see you holding your screaming two-year-old like a surfboard through the grocery store, sarcastically smiling at every stranger. I see you trying to hide your giggles as your child is doing or saying something they shouldn't be doing, but come on, it's funny, right? I see your pride as they grow and your sorrow at the same time about how fast the time is passing. I see you constantly wondering if everything you do is enough. Trust the Lord, Mama. In our weakness, he is strong. Remember that you are growing and learning too. Give yourself grace and trust that the Lord has gone before you. I see you. And to this day at home, mom, I see you. I see your top knot and that same shirt you've worn for the past four days. No judgment, we all do it. (laughs) I see you wondering if what you do matters. I see the mundane and the same thing every single day. And you wondering if it's worth it. I see you worrying about the messy house, the constantly messy house, because you do in fact live there. (laughs) I see you rarely getting a break. I see you overwhelmed and overtouched. I also see your thankful heart. Thankful that you have the privilege of staying home with your kids. Thankful that you never have to miss a moment. I see you playing in the floor, running in the yard, cooking all the meals, navigating nap time with what feels like a million kids. I see you questioning if it's okay to rest. To all of these mamas, what you do is holy work. Let your home be a place of worship to the Lord. 
the world needs your motherhood and your strong children. Your prayers over your children carry authority and move mountains. Remember that when you aren't enough, he is. I see you. To the mom of school-aged children, I see you. I see the busyness that this season brings. I see your color-coded calendar with rising deadlines, meetings, dance recitals, and sporting events. I see the last-minute Valentine boxes, PTO parties, packed lunches, and the tired eyes. I see the laundry piling into mountains and the dirty dishes taking over the sink and the lack of time to do it all. Yes, I see your selfless heart and all that you give. Sometimes it feels as if no one notices how much you serve and how much you long for just one minute of solitude. Your children may not see all the selfless acts, but they feel the love that can only come from a mother and all that she does for her children. I see you and the never-ending expectations, the expectations to be the fit mom, the stylish mom, the Pinterest mom, the calm mom, the fun mom, the creative mom, the have-it-all-together mom, the meet-the-deadlines-at-work-and-make-it-to-every-school-event mom. Mama, you do not have to have it all together to be a good mom. I see you worrying about perfection, doing it all, being it all. Remember to take a breath and lean in on the Lord. Your child doesn't need the perfect mom. They just need you, the perfect and chosen mom for them. To the mom of teenagers, I see you. I see how you are the first to notice. You're the first to <sighs> You're the first to notice if something is wrong, only the way a mother can, and oh, how you wish you could fix their hurt like you used to. I see your sleepless nights. I see the worry of grades, friends, and heartbreak. I see how you carry the weight of your teen. I see how you carry the weight of the grades, friends, and heartbreak. And I see how you on your knees at 3 a.m. praying to God for wisdom, discernment, and the right words to say, asking God for guidance, direction, and protection. Don't stop praying. He is listening and he sees you. I see you in the slow breakup you are experiencing. I see you as you watch your teen pull out of the driveway alone in the car for the very first time. I see you as your child becomes distracted with friends, social media, a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and it feels as if you are no longer the most important person to them, but mama, you still are. If there is ever a time your child needs you, this moment is the season. Still continue to love them big, spend quality time with them, and get to know this incredible human being they are becoming. Don't give up when it feels like they don't need you because right now they need you more than ever. Mom of teens, I see you reminiscing on the past and remembering the last. The last time you rocked that child to sleep. Oh, how you wish you would have held him a little longer. The last time you read their favorite bedtime story, you would give anything to read it again. The last time you planned a themed birthday party, you would actually relive the chaos and overpriced cakes. I see you look at old photographs and remember the last, but mama, please know that this season you are in will soon pass too. Through the hard and confusing moments that come with raising teenagers, there is still so much joy and laughter to be found. 
Be present in the moment and don't wish it away because soon enough, this will become a last too. I see you, Mama. I am a mess. Okay. <sighs> to the empty nester, Mama, I see you. I see you trying to navigate this new season of life. I see you bumping into so many different emotions that you weren't prepared for. I see you trying to figure out your new rhythm of life now that the melody you've been part of for so long has come to an end. I see you standing alone, grieving the end of the biggest chapter of your life. I see you. To you, I say, God is about to do something new. A fresh new chapter that is full of his power and purpose. I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in your, in your life will continue to perfect and complete it. I say to you, this is not the end. This is the beginning. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and acknowledge him. Press into knowing him through it all and he will lead and lovingly guide you to do what you cannot do on your own. To, to you, I say, give your children completely into his care. He's got them, imperfections and all. He's got you, imperfections and all. He writes both of your stories, and you will see the faithfulness of our God. He is good. I see you. Each of you ladies, everything you said brought back all kinds of flashbacks. So those of you mothers that are my age, you probably can relate to that. And since my time is up, I have can go as long as I want. That's what it's. Anyway, dear grandmothers, I'm speaking to grandmothers today. Dear grandmothers of every age and every season, I see you. Whether your first or last grandchild, isn't there such excitement and exhilaration with the birth of each and every one? Yes. On the other hand, those exhilarating highs can quickly become extreme lows, right? If you've been there, I see you. If you are a grandmother of divorce, I see you. If you are a grandmother separated by miles, I see you. I see your pride in each grandchild's achievements, and I see your sorrow when they suffer. I see your prayers for them at every age. I thrill at every hug or even a hello from each of our six grands, right? <laughs> you may feel as if you don't matter anymore. I see you. How many times have you said, I wish my grands were still little. Can we rewind? I see you. However, take joy. Cherish every memory. Don't dwell on the sorrows. Dwell on the beauty and blessings of being a grandmother. 
You are not forgotten nor unnecessary. You are loved. Invest in each one as often as possible and daily through prayer. Leave a spiritual legacy. I challenge you to give them Jesus. Jesus will shine on in you long after your day on earth has come to an end. Grandmothers, pass on Psalms 100 verse 5 to your grandchildren. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Grandkids, give your grandmothers a hug today, okay? I've already got two from these two, so I'm on a roll. And uh, so do you agree, grandmothers, you need a hug today, even if it's a long-distance hug? I see you, grandmothers. Be blessed. Man, I'm not a woman, and I'm crying. I am actually going to share with you, ladies, a letter from God. He says, I see you, daughter. Daughter, the precious thoughts I have about you cannot be measured, for they outnumber the grains of sand on every shore I've ever made. I see you, daughter. I remember watching you formed in the dark of your mother's womb. I saw you before you were born. I laid every moment of your life out with good plans. You can do this. You can be a godly woman. You are good enough. I see you, daughter. I did not make you weak. I was sure to make you energetic, strong, and hardworking. I was sure to equip you for every good work. Your friends, they see me and you every single day. I see you, daughter. I have continually held you in the palm of my hand. And even though you've wrestled with battles I never intended you to wrestle with, I've always worked on your behalf, and the battle will always be mine. I see you, daughter. I often find myself rejoicing over you in song. Joyful melodies fill my mouth as I watch you breathe and as I watch you move. I see you, daughter, and I'm pleased with the masterpiece that you are. I delight in you. You are the apple of my eye. Daughter, I have assigned angels to guard you. I have kept you. I have protected you. So daughter, why do you worry? I see you and I want you to notice how I provide for the birds and how I tend the flowers of the field. Aren't you more wonderful than these? Keep seeking me, daughter, and you will find that I have all that you need. Daughter, every tear you've cried, I've caught. Daughter, every mistake you've made, I've used. Daughter, I have all that you need. I'm not against you. I see you, daughter. Stay near to me. Depend on me. Look to me. Don't lose sight of eternity. And remember, your work here has a purpose. I see you, daughter. And I will always love you with an everlasting love. I see you. I want every woman that is a mother, or if maybe you're pregnant for the first time, I would like to ask you to stand. Obviously, Tasha, if you'll join me on the stage, 
Obviously, I've never been a mom. But I will tell you, I am amazed at all of you that are moms. You are strong. You are powerful. You're gifted. You're anointed. And I don't know which one of them said it, but I think it was Julie. Moms, you do see things most often way before us dads do. Oftentimes we're oblivious, right? The moms just have this gut instinct that something's wrong with their kids or something's off. And moms, I just feel like the Lord wants to do something in your lives today. As I said, I've never been a mom. I've never understood the weight of a mom. But I just feel like as, we, as you ladies were talking, as Tasha was communicating today, I feel like the Lord was just kind of showing me that there's some women in the room that are heavy and you're burdened. You just, you just need a touch. And I'm not gonna sit here and try to nail what everything that every one of you are feeling. I'd say the emotions in the room range all over the place. But I just want, I just want us to pray over all the, all the moms and grandmoms in the room. And so I wanna ask you ladies, if you will, I wanna ask you now if you'll come and stand up front. If our band wants to come on back, the band can come on up. Ladies, we want to pray over you today. But what a powerful thought this morning, and Tasha has been talking about this for quite a while, even in our home, but this whole idea of God sees you. What a powerful thought this morning. God sees you. He knows. He knows the hurt. He knows the pain. He knows the tears. He knows the struggles. He knows the victories, right? He knows the celebrations. I believe he rejoices when you rejoice, but I believe he even cries when you cry. I do. And so, ladies, I just really believe that the Lord wants to do something special in you right now. And so I want to ask Tasha just to pray over you all. And then what we're going to actually do is I want you guys to turn and pray for each other. What a great day for that, right? Tasha, what a challenge for us, for all of us, men and women alike. We need to find somebody in our life that could invest in us, but we also need to find somebody to invest in. We don't need to be selfish with our time. Well, I've got my own kids. I get that. But I believe you also need somebody else in your life. We were not created to do life alone. And so I want Tasha to say a prayer over you. And then, as, and then the band's going to begin to sing and we'll all stand and worship. But as the band is singing, I want you then, ladies, I'm just going to have you turn and pray with each other. You can get in groups of three, four, five. You can do it with one-on-one. But I don't want anybody left standing alone. And husbands, if your wife's down here and you want to come and pray over her, you can do that as well. 
son or daughter, if your mom is here, do you want to come pray with them? You can do that as well. But I just want, we're going to have Tasha pray first, and I'll give you those next instructions one more time. Tasha, if you'll pray over them. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much, God, for this day. And I thank you, God, that you see us. Yeah. I pray for every mama, every grandma that's in this place, Lord. And first, I just want to say thank you, Father, for the little miracles that you've given each and every one. I know sometimes our days can feel heavy. Sometimes we feel like what we do just really doesn't matter. But Lord, I pray right now, God, that every mama sees her worth. Yeah. Lord, you have blessed her. And Lord, you, you have sent, God, you guide us. And Lord, I just pray, God, that every mama right now, God, would see herself the way you see her. Yeah. God, I pray, Father, for the mamas in this room that are tired. Mm-hmm. I pray yeah. energy. Yeah. I pray for the mamas in this room, God, that feel heavy. God, every little parenting season, God, brings on new challenges. But Lord, I pray, Father, for these mamas. God, I pray for hope. God, that they know that within every season, Lord, you've never left them. And I pray, God, that they put all their faith and their trust in you. Because, God, no matter how much we love our kids, God, you love them more. So, Lord, I just pray, God, for every mama here. And, God, I pray for a boldness within every mama. I pray for boldness, God, that they would begin to speak out God, that they would begin to pray loudly, Father, for their children. And God, I pray for those mamas even that maybe it's a little uncomfortable, but God, that they would grab their kiddos' hands and they would begin to pray a mama prayer over them. God, I speak this. And Lord, I just pray right now, God, for peace of mind, God, for joy and peace. And Lord, not just for the mamas, but God, also as wives. Lord, help us, God, to do as you have called us to do. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all that you have done. And God, I pray that you would send the right people in our life, God, to mentor, but also, God, to also be mentored. And we thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Destiny Church, how to get connected or give online, visit destinychurch.me. Have a great week.